This is the disciple stream, those who came late. Um, this is for those of you who are Christians, you know Jesus, but you want to know more about Jesus, want to know more about how we, we follow Jesus, how to be a Christian, how to be a disciple. A disciple means a follower of Jesus, a student or an apprentice. Um, becoming a disciple of Jesus is as simple as just obeying his call um, and following Jesus. not about diligently keeping a set of rules or being moral to lead good life. It's about loving God and enjoying him. Um, and in these next couple of talks that we're going to do each day, we want to learn more about that. Um, Cassie, over to you. How many of you have ever prayed? Well, we're off to a good start because today's seminar is about prayer. We're going to just have a look at why we pray, how we pray, when we pray, where we pray, really basic stuff. You guys are going to be great because you've all been there and done it. So maybe you guys should take the seminar. Anyone want to do it? I knew there'd be a couple. I knew there would be. So we're going to start off talking about why we pray. Well, prayer is basically talking to God. It's about talking to him, talking to Jesus. And as Christians, we need to build a relationship with God. And if you didn't talk to somebody, then you wouldn't be able to build a relationship. So we need to learn how that we can do it so that we can get to know God better, so that we can build our relationship with him. And there's great examples in the Bible about prayer. Did I say we were going to do how, first of all? We're going to do why first. We're going to talk about why we're praying. So first of all, it's to build relationship. And there's great examples in the Bible of some prayer. And some wonderful orange t-shirts are going to help us look at some of those examples this morning. So where's my first guy? Ezra, come out here. Ezra is going to act out a Bible story for you without speaking. And you guys have got to guess what Bible story it is that he's acting out. Okay? Go for it. He's got props. He's come ready. Anyone got any ideas? Put your hand up if you've got an idea. Yeah. Mary. No, you're not Mary, are you? No. Yeah, at the back over there. Sorry? The guy who said, God bless me. No. Good guess. Yep. Abraham. No, we had that over here. Anyone else? Yep. The birth of Samuel. Got it. The birth of Samuel. Ezra is Hannah. He's prayed for his child and Samuel has been born. If you want to have a look at that story, it's at the beginning of 1 Samuel. You can find it in there. Hannah was desperate for a child. She was, her husband had two wives and the other wife had lots of children and was very braggy about it. Look at me, I got all the children and you got none. And she wanted a child desperately and she prayed and she prayed and she went to the temple and she prayed and she said, God, give me a child. I want a child. Give me a child and I will give it back to you. And when she came back to the temple next year, she had a baby son called Samuel. Great guess there. Okay, next one. I think this is all my orange t-shirts are coming out to do this one for me, aren't you? Come on. Don't be shy. Come and fill the space down here. Come and fill the space. That's it. So if you think you know what they're doing down here, you can tell me what's going on. 
We've got hands up already. Yes, over there. The parting of the Red Sea, just as it parts. And an extra round of applause for our orange t-shirts. Fantastic acting, well done. Parting of the Red Sea. The Egyptians are fleeing out of Egypt and Moses is, turns and sees the Egyptians chasing behind them. And, he's, and they say to God, God, what is going on? You told us to leave. We're at the sea. All these people are behind us. And God speaks to Moses and says, use your staff. I'm with you. And he lifts up his staff, puts it in the sea, and the sea separates. Okay, last one. Where's, who's, Fran, you're involved in this one, aren't you? Who else was there? Where's my other person? can't say any names because I don't want to give anything away. Add another volunteer. Okay, it's fine. I'll do it. Okay, we've got some hands up. Lydia, I saw your hand up first. The feeding of the 5,000. Yeah, well done, Fran. Thank you. The disciples went to Jesus and they said, Jesus, we've got all these people. They're hungry. What are we going to do? And Jesus says, you go and feed them. You've got this. You go for it. And they start to share out the food and the people are fed abundantly and more than they needed. Now, you probably have heard that story lots and lots of times and maybe you didn't really think of it as prayer, but these people are coming to Jesus and asking. They came to him and in all three of those examples, God responded, didn't he? He didn't just say, oh, well, nah, I'm not really that interested. Can you just stop bothering me? He he helped them. He answered their prayers. He heard what they had to say. And he did something about it. There are examples after examples after examples in the Bible where God answers people's prayer. So if you are thinking, well, I've prayed and I haven't really heard anything, get stuck into the Bible because there are stories in there that will build your faith and you will see that God answers prayers. I'm going to tell you a few stories from my life when I've seen God answers prayers. I lose my car keys quite a lot. It's just one key. It's a really stupid key because the hole's not big enough to go on a key ring. So it's just one key and I lose it all the time. And I haven't got a spare. And a few weeks ago, my husband and I were going out for dinner for, with a friend's birthday. So it was a big crowd of us meeting and we got ready. The babysitters were there. It was my parents and we could not find the car key. We looked and we looked and we're getting more stressed and more worried about it and we want to go out and have a nice time. Cannot find the car key anywhere. In the end, my dad lent me his car. Aren't dads good? So my dad lent me his car and we went out for dinner and we had a nice evening. But the next morning, my husband and I both woke up really grumpy and we knew it was because the car key was missing and we were both a bit stressed about it. So we start to look and the deadline to find the car key is about quarter to 11 when we have to take my daughter to dancing. So we're, and we're looking around for this car key. We look everywhere. We retrace, stress, we retrace steps. We w- went outside. Could I have dropped it out there? Is it in the car? I've done that before. We looked, we're looking everywhere for this key and we cannot find it. So in the end, my husband, who's supposed to be doing something else, takes my daughter to dancing and I stay at home. I sit down on the floor and I burst into tears because the tensions got pretty high by this point and we're a bit stressed. So I sit down on the floor and my other daughter sits down with me. She's like, what are we going to do, mummy? And I said, you know what? We should pray about it, shouldn't we? So she prays. She's seven and she just prays a really simple prayer. Jesus, please can you help us find mummy's car key because we don't know where it is and we need it. 
And she said, what do we do now, Mommy? I said, well, we wait and we see if God helps us, gives us any ideas of where to look. And so she comes up with an idea and she goes upstairs to go and look for it. And I come up with an idea and I go in the kitchen. So we both leave the hallway. She goes up the stairs. I go in the kitchen. Both look in our places, can't find it. She comes down the stairs. I come out the kitchen and we both go, <gasps> and in the middle of the hallway floor is my car key. Um, and it wasn't there before because that's where we'd been sitting. It was not there. And we're both like, wow, this is amazing. God had answered our prayer. It was there in the middle of the hallway and it hadn't been before. Why didn't we pray before? I don't know. But God answered our prayer that morning. It was amazing. Do you want to know that how it got there? The detective work that we think has happened is that one of my, my little daughter had put the key in the letterbox between the front and the back of the door. And it was inside the letterbox in there. And in the time that we prayed, left the room and came back, the postman had been and knocked the key through and it had landed in the hallway. But the timing of it was so incredible. It was such an answer to prayer that we were very grateful that we found the car key. So that was one story for you. I had a friend who had a toothache and she kept telling me about this tooth and how awful it was. And it was so bad. And I walked away from her telling me about it, and I thought, I should have prayed for her. She's not a Christian. I wish I'd offered to pray for her. I didn't. So I went away and I said, God, I just pray that you give me another opportunity to pray for this tooth. I really love to pray for her and just step out. And my friends know I'm a Christian, and I've told them that. But praying for someone was just that stepping out the comfort zone for me. It was a new step of boldness. So I asked for God to give me an opportunity to do that. So the next time I saw her, she starts complaining about this tooth again. And I was like, okay, here we go. (sighs) Can I pray for you? She's like, sure. So I just put my hand on her, kept my eyes open, said, Jesus, we want this toothache to go away. And we say, may it be gone in the name of Jesus. Amen. Simple prayer. Prayed with faith, prayed with boldness. Next time I saw her, my tooth that night, it didn't hurt at all. It was amazing. The toothache went away. I couldn't believe it. I slept all night. It didn't wake me up. It was just amazing. I said, well, yeah, maybe God healed you. Yeah, maybe. It was so exciting. She was really excited and I was really excited as well. God answers our prayers. Another one that I just wanted to encourage you about is something I love to pray for people for, and that's to meet the Holy Spirit. As Christians, we're not left on our own to to do this walk by ourselves. Jesus said, I want to give my helper. I'm leaving my helper behind. That's his helper for you, to help you to be a disciple. I have had the privilege of praying for many young people to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And God turns up. He answers. The Bible says that if a father loves to give gifts gifts to his children, how much more will our Father in heaven love to give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? And that's been my testimony. When I ask the Holy Spirit to come in my life, when I've prayed for other people, the Holy Spirit shows up. And I want to encourage you guys that if you are a disciple of Jesus and you haven't met the Holy Spirit, then ask him to come and fill you because he he will come. He loves to come and meet with you. If you're a disciple and you have been filled with the Holy Spirit, keep asking. Keep getting filled up. The Holy Spirit 
he's going to help you. He's going to help you keep walking with Jesus. He's going to help you live the life that pleases God. He's going to help you live life to the full. God answers our prayers. Who's got a Bible with them? If you've got a Bible, turn with me to Philippians. Can you find Philippians in your Bible? This is the only verse I'm going to ask you to look up. Philippians chapter 4. If you can't find it in the New Testament, it's Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. They're the Gospels. Then it's Acts and Romans. Then it's 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians. Then there's some letters. The letters, you can help, help remember them if you know your vowels. What are the vowels? A-E-I-O-U. So we've got Galatians. There's a A, A, Galatians. Then we've got Ephesians with an E at the beginning of it. Then we've got... Philippians, which is an I, I, Philippians has got the I's in it. Then you've got Colossians, Colossians, and then you've got Thessalonians. It just comes after that. <laughs> Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans, 1 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians. That's where we are this morning. Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. Have you found it, by the way? Have I given you enough time? Great. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. This is a great verse to just help us learn a little bit about prayer. Don't be anxious about anything. So many things can come to us that are worries, aren't they? Things that can try and drag us down. But we don't need to worry about it. We need to come to Jesus. We need to come to him by prayer and petition. Bring your prayers to him. Tell him how you're feeling. Tell him what you need. Tell him what you want. Come with thanksgiving. Think about the things that you're grateful for. Come to God. He is the God of peace. And he'll bring peace to you. And that peace transcends all understanding. It's more than you can even imagine. So if you're worried about something, come to him. Now, I've talked about times where I've seen quite a definite answer of prayer. Stories in the Bible where things happened. Sometimes when we pray, the situation doesn't change. But what does change is your heart. Is that we can come to God with our needs and our worries. And things don't change from at the outside but on the inside we get this peace we get this peace within us that we can't understand that is beyond what we could imagine and yet God gives it to us as we pray he comes and ministers to our hearts so that we can know a peace within us even when everything on the outside looks crazy so come to God bring all your prayers to him all your petitions to him with thanksgiving, and God will give you peace. Okay, there's some things about why we pray. We've covered quite a lot in there. I haven't got long to speak. Now we're going to talk about how we pray. Now, Steve helped me out this morning because he told the story of the Pharisee and the tax collector. It's in Luke chapter 18. 
the Pharisee comes in, he prays this grand prayer. Oh, I've done all of this. I'm so wonderful. God, I'm coming to you. And then the tax collector comes in and he says, forgive me, Lord, for I'm a sinner. And which one pleased God better? The tax collector. I'm glad one of you was listening to Steve this morning. Well done. Oh, thank you. Well done, Steve. And Stephen was listening. Actually, I think Stephen just heard your answer. I'm not sure he was listening in there. When we come to Jesus, we just need to be ourselves. I sometimes, Stephen tells me I sound a bit posh. Do you think I sound posh? Do I? But that's okay. Say mashup. I'm going to have a big mashup this afternoon with some tunes, some pumping beats. That's who, that's who I am. And that's how I talk. And sometimes I use words that I don't even understand. And I can just chat to Jesus like that. I can come to him as myself. I don't need to be cool. I don't need to be anyone else. I can just come and be myself. Some of you, you know, you might, you've got a different accent to me. You've got different education to me. You're probably a lot cleverer than me. But you can just come and be yourself before Jesus. You don't have to pretend to be anyone else. You just need to be you. Just come and talk to him. Be persistent. Don't give up. Knock and knock and knock. There's stories in the Bible about persistent widows who come and keep asking, keep knocking. Or somebody who needs bread in the middle of the night and they come and they knock and they knock. These are stories to help us understand it's okay to keep coming back. God is training us through that. He's saying, keep going, keep pressing and keep asking me. So if you've prayed for something and it hasn't happened, don't think, oh, well, God didn't want to give me that. God didn't want to give me the Holy Spirit I asked and it didn't happen. No, press again, ask again, keep going, keep knocking. That's how prayer works. Keep coming back. Keep. Sometimes God answers first time, but we can keep coming back and we can keep knocking and that's okay. Be expectant that God is going to answer your prayers. God wants to answer your prayers. He loves you and he is for you. Every one of you in here, God loves you. And he wants to answer your prayers. So be expectant that God will. The answer might not always be yes. It might not always be what you want. But God hears them. And he will answer you. And be thankful. In that verse in Philippians I read, it talks about coming with thanksgiving. Somebody said to me recently, or um, Somebody had read it. If you woke up the next morning and all you had left were the things that you'd said thank you for the day before, how much would you have left? That's quite a challenge, isn't it? Did you say thankful, thank you for the provision of your home, your family, the food that you get every day? Did you say thank you for your friends? If you didn't say thank you for that yesterday, it would all be gone today. It's quite a challenging thought, isn't it? We're supposed to come to God with thanksgiving. And actually, when we do that, it, it brings us joy because we realize the wonderful blessings that we have in our life. And I've just listed off people and possessions, but there's so many other things we can be grateful for. That peace that we get when we pray, the joy, the Holy Spirit, so many things that we can come and be grateful for. Be thankful in your prayer. It's good for you. Okay, let's just talk quickly about when and where you can pray. 
How many of you use text messages when you're chatting to your friends? Yeah, okay. How many of you phone your friends? Yeah, sometimes. Email? You often email your friends? Oh, not so many. Snapchat? Facebook? WhatsApp? How many of you write letters to your friends? Oh, great. I'm glad there's a few of you. That's lovely. I like to write letters. I don't do it enough, but I do like, and I love to receive a letter. Hands up if you like to receive a nice handwritten letter with a stamp on it that's come through the post. Isn't it wonderful? Maybe writing a letter, you go to a specific place and you sit down and you do it. But the other things, a lot of those things I talked about that you do on your phone, texting, Snapchat, WhatsApp, you can do them anywhere, can't you? Hands up if you've ever done it on the toilet. Yep, me too. It's a, it's a good time, isn't it? I've got a minute, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to get my phone out and send that message I've been meaning to send all day. Yep, Any, we can do it anywhere. Anywhere. I haven't done it in the shower, though. Anyone done it in the shower? Is your phone still working? Yeah, amazing. She must have a waterproof one. I, I have done it in the bath. I like to chat in the bath. I often make a phone call in the bath. Have you done that before? Just have to be careful that you don't... Not good. Not good. Prayer is just the same. You can do it anywhere. Anywhere and everywhere. You can do it anytime. God loves it. Sometimes you can just do a really quick, short prayer and just shoot it off to Jesus. And he'll hear it. But it's also good to have a time when you make a routine time when you come and chat to him. Maybe there's a, spe- a place you like to go. Maybe there's a pati- specific time of day. We always pray as a family just before bedtime. Just some s- simple, thankful prayers of things that have gone on that day, things we know are going on the next day. And that just helps us to have a routine, right? Every night at bedtime, we're going to pray together. You might do it at bedtime. You might do it in the morning. You might do it on your lunch break. But just having a time when you can connect with God in slightly more than just that quick emergency prayer is a good routine to set in, to build time with him. Build prayer into your life. Another phrase that somebody said to me is make a thought a prayer. So if you have a thought come into your head, maybe you thought of somebody you haven't thought of for a while, maybe you've got something that's come into your head that's just worrying you a little bit, don't just think about it, pray about it. In that moment, make a thought, a prayer. If it comes into your head, then pray about it. You might have people say to you, that tell you things about things that have gone on, offer to pray for them. It's exciting. It's a bit scary, but it's exciting to offer to pray for somebody. If you're an adrenaline junkie, go for it. Got my adrenaline going, offering to pray for somebody who didn't believe in Jesus. Step out and be bold. Build your relationship with Jesus through prayer. Go deeper with him. He would love to meet with you. Thank you for having me today. I'm going to hand back over to Sandeep, and he's going to split you up into groups, I think. Guys, at the Disciples Seminar, we want to honour our speakers, so let's give a big round of applause again to Cassie. Thank you so much, Cassie. Guys, she's just spoken on a vital part of your, your walk with, with God, of your walk of being a disciple of God and a disciple of Jesus. 
which is prayer. It's so important, so vital to communicate with God and just to be free to approach him and just chat to him like he's, like he's your mate, not like he's this reverent figure that I, can, I have to go through all these hoops to jump over, but I can actually come to him and just pour my heart out. Um, so what we're going to do now is we're going to, if you'd like to go into some small groups now, um, maybe five or six of you can just turn around. We're going to discuss a few different things. We thought rather than just speaking and then telling you to go, we're going to discuss to see actually what, what questions do you have? What's your experience of prayer? And we'll go, we'll go from that really. So if you want to get into small groups now, um, Rianne, is there anything that I've missed that you need to... Yeah, orange t-shirt, guys, if you want to help us facilitate those groups. So if you want to turn around in your, in your, um, where you're sitting now, create these groups. Guys, if you're, if you're a youth leader here and you want to lead your, your group, you're happy to do that. If you've got your youth here, um, lead your group. We want to we facilitate conversation. We're going to put points across right now. Katie, okay, do you want to? Okay, go on, Rhea. Okay, so we're going to, so orange t-shirts, if you want to disperse among yourself, youth, youth leaders, if you want to get involved. Who's in the group that's not got a youth leader or an orange t-shirt? Put your hands up. Okay, well done. That's it. Okay, why don't you go around and find out each other's names, get to know each other, find out who your, your leaders are, what's your name, talk amongst yourselves and find out what each other's names are. Not talk amongst yourselves. Forget I said that. Specifically find out who you are. Has everyone introduced themselves amongst the group? Do you all know each other? Hi, my name is Sandy from... Have you got to know your leaders, your orange T-shirts? Very good. Very good. So the first thing, listen up, guys. The first thing that I want you guys to discuss and share, really, is any stories that you guys had or have is when prayer has worked. When has prayer worked? When have you gone out and prayed? We want to get some testimonies of when prayer has worked. I'll give you an example. Last year at New Day, this is mad story last year at new day um i went we were usually in a church called the crown church in hillingdon none of you are here shows the commitment once you've gone they forget about you um and my boys were were part of the basketball team past basketball tournament and one of them we were in the final one of them got injured and literally like fell on the floor and was like we can't i cannot play anymore and so some of the youth leaders, and the whole, actually it wasn't the youth leaders, it was the youth all just gathered around this boy and was like, Lord Jesus, we just pray for his foot to be healed. He just got up and started playing and just slam dunked and we all went mental. And that's like, that's not, that's not normal. That is not normal. That's clearly God just, you know, moving in power. So when you share, guys, discuss when you've seen that prayer has worked. Okay, let's go. Youth leaders and orange t-shirts, you finding the everyone's quiet then you can share we'll go from there okay so if you're finished with that um if you've if you've got more stories if the conversation's going continue on but if you've if you've moved on then why don't you talk 
about what you find difficult with prayer. What do you find difficult with prayer? I'll tell you an example. Sometimes, sometimes I just sometimes find the words I can't. I can't think of words to say, and I'm struggling with my words. Even though like, I'm confident in talking, sometimes when I want to pray, I'm just like I don't know what to say. Lord, you are good, and your mercies endure forever. And it's like, okay, no, and just just calm down, strip back. So, what what do you guys find difficult about prayer? Um, discuss amongst your team, and we'll go from there. Okay, what do you find difficult with prayer? If you find prayer easy. You just pray right now. Okay, what do you find difficult about prayer? In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you are praying, then amen. Um, guys, we are going to set you all a challenge. Each day in the Disciples Seminar, we're going to set you all a challenge, and we're going to talk about who's succeeding the challenge tomorrow. So, the challenge is, we've talked about prayer. What I want you guys to do, if you've been here this morning, is I want you to go with the people who are in your tent and spend five minutes today praying with each other. It's five minutes. Youth leaders, if you're here, orange t-shirts, you guys are here and you know the youth here, so, you know, remind them. Five minutes in your tent, just praying for the week. Lord, thank you for yesterday. Thank you, Lord praying for the week so yeah five minutes with the people in your tent pray get to know god more be free um 